Susan Felth, the Citizen Kane of podcasting. Modern man is confronted with so many movies. Which ones are films? And which ones are filth? Balan Wonderland is the Citizen Kane of games. <laughs> wait, wait, isn't it Balan Wonderworld? You're right. I always I, get it wrong. I actually got that from your podcast because I kept hearing people say Wonderworld, and I was like, is it Wonderworld in the UK and Wonderland <laughs> here? No, it's Wonderland nowhere. Yep. So weird. Um. Anyway, I'm Mark, and this is Luke. This is indeed Luke, and this is... Films or filth, or I guess this week, games or lames. Games or lames. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are going to determine what the Citizen Kane of video games is, or we will at least come to some consensus. Yep. So I only watched Citizen Kane for the first time like two weeks ago for our podcast. Uh, I watched it a long time before that, but I definitely had played a lot of video games before I saw Citizen Kane. <laughs> so I do know what I've had a lot of time to think about it and I haven't, but I have this past week. Mm. Yeah. I've been hearing blank is the Citizen Kane of games about as long as I've been reading like games, magazines and websites. I saw a theory that just said, it's 53 years from the first film to Citizen Kane, and they named whatever year that was. I think it was 2002. Mm. And so people were just, 2002 games. I do not have any 2002 games here. I see. Oh, uh, that makes sense, because I think Metroid Prime is the first place I heard it. Yes, that is <laughs> a huge contender. Um, so we each picked three games. Mm-hmm. And a few, I guess, a few honorable mentions. My three games are based on three different versions of what the Citizen Kane of games could mean. Interesting. I tried to loosely follow something that the game had to have a large, imposing figure, generally a boss, kind of looming over it, and that it had to be dark and angular and brutalist and 20th century looking and that it had to have some sort of if not an unreliable narrator at least sort of a twist oh, okay to it but i, I tried I to go, go for i'm oh, sorry i didn't go for any of those factors <laughs> <laughs> well, one yeah. of them kind of it's but the the thing i was also trying to kind of go for an underdog but that is very difficult with video games because generally if people don't like a video game it just stays an underdog forever and no one I think comes back. there's now there there are video games which were like critically panned at the time but have a, a cult following now but they've never like financially found success later yeah I like think, I think something like God Hand was going to be my example, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would love for I would love to say God Hand is a Citizen Kane of games, but it's like God Hand is post 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 modern. It's too, <laughs> it's too advanced, and uh, also too problematic. Wait, 
Man, now you're making me think Godhand might be the Citizen Kane. Of well, games. I'm not really going to argue because Godhand it's is a, awesome. It's an all, it's an auto game as well. Yeah, and it was basically what Shinji Mikami wanted to make a game involving just beating the shit out of people because he was sick of Capcom delaying Okami. <laughs> I think that was the whole thing. Something which like that. Sounds like some Orson Welles shit, but. All right, who's going first? You go first. All right, so my first pick is based on people talk about Citizen Kane as like an innovator and it changed the way um, films can be used as a piece of art or the way that films can tell stories. Um, so my first contender for Citizen Kane of games, Super Mario Brothers. All right. It is a an engineering miracle. Yes. I think. And I think like the concept of like moving through worlds like stage by stage, the backgrounds changing, having an adventure, you know. I'm sure there was stuff that did it before, just like there were, you know, films made by the clan that did everything Citizen Kane did before. <laughs> yeah, they maybe they did a couple of things. But <laughs> uh the thing about Super Mario Brothers is that that it has so much like quote unquote magic tricks done to fit that game mm. into a tiny cartridge, which none of us at the time and really most of us now don't understand until you listen to like a bunch of breakdowns about it, like how the mushroom sound is the flag sound but sped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To save space and everything is symmetrical because it's one half of a sprite flipped. Mm hmm. And but the clouds are just the bushes. Yeah, that's, that's a. Us. I mean, that's a great pick. Um, and it's like Citizen Kane. It's one of those things where maybe younger people don't appreciate it as much, and then they they visit it, and maybe they understand it. Then I I have no idea. I I came into it the first time I played that game was in the arcade in 1986 or something like that, and I was just like, "You can go in a pipe, what?" <laughs> So I, so my, I played uh, an arcade one like three or four days ago. Nice. Yeah, it's I a start, little different. Yeah. Um, I was not used to playing it with the, the joystick instead of the D-pad. <laughs> and the warp zones aren't there. So I had to play through the world yeah. properly. That's <laughs> right. Or, or is there a different warp zone? Or they just there, might, there might be some different ones, but the, the basic like two one two one wasn't there. I definitely remember trying to do the minus world trick and the block isn't there. Ah, maybe you know, it's for the, the minus world well reason. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was for that reason rather than for taking out the. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like, cool. Uh, yeah, this this kid has just been swimming through an endless, um, endless ocean, uh, on world negative one for the last uh, thirty minutes. Yeah, we're not. No quarters are going into this machine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen the uh, Famicom Disk System version of that? No. There's of the just, minus world? I probably have, yeah. but I don't remember the difference. There's something like eight or twelve worlds. You just keep going and it gets weirder nice. and weirder. But I haven't ever done it myself. But just I haven't done much of that. I did a load of all the glitches in the old Game Boy Pokemon games. Because th those original games were made by like a bunch of 20-somethings in their like bedroom after school sort of thing. And it's held together with tape. Yeah, it's like assembly cool. language. I think yeah. um yeah, that that's actually another probably up there with Super Mario Brothers is a miracle of engineering. Mm -hmm. Like that shouldn't have been able to to exist 
What is it like? You can get a ghost Pokemon that doesn't exist. It's like number zero. Yeah, it's called Missing No for like missing number. Yes. I sometimes it's a ghost. Sometimes it's just a big rectangle of pixels. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, someday I'll go back and play all the other Pokemons. Well, also, you talk about, you and Matt were talking about going back to watching Citizen Kane, because, you know, you're film people. Mm-hmm. I'm not really a film person, but I did spend my teens going back and playing old 80s Nintendo games, you know, as a little history lesson. So I think yeah, it, we... it kind of was my Citizen Kane in a way. I mean, that's really cool. Sometimes I'm... I... It feels weird because we grew up. There wasn't a twenty-year-old video game when I was mm. a kid. Like there, there was like there was Space War, but the computer is yeah. the size of a room. <laughs> there was Space War, but at the same time, like Space War wasn't that different from Atari games. Like there was mm. a huge. Most of the innovation happened when I was a child and angry that yeah. I couldn't take Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles home on my NES and it looked good. <laughs> so that's that was different, but. I will yeah, say I, you could you could swap out Super Mario Brothers for the original Zelda, I think, and most of the points would stand. That's that's in my honorable mentions. Yeah. Because I think um much like Super Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time, they were sort of developed around mm-hmm. there's some overlap there. And obviously Miyamoto's the guy. Um all right. Um are you gonna look up a uh, Metacritic? No, no, no. <laughs> I do your games, you do mine. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, I I didn't play the original Zelda for a long time because I think I'd gotten its reputation and Zelda 2's reputation conflated in my head. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, Zelda 1, it's going to be really tough to go back to. It's going to be a struggle. And then I finally did go back and play it basically all in one sitting a couple years ago. It's a banger. It's up there as one of my favorite Zeldas just because of the, the openness of it and the sense of adventure. Yeah, actually, um, you know, I'm playing little pull, little look behind the curtain. I'm playing Zelda sequels to talk about on uh, Hyrule Field Report. But before I played some Zelda two, which I had mixed feelings about, I played Zelda one for a, a couple of hours, and I was like, "Oh God, this is this is great." I never actually finished it, but I just dicked around in it, mm. and I had a great time and got a tri a Triforce piece. Nice, you know. Um, fantastic game. I wish I hadn't been such an insecure child that I was like, no, I don't know. Elves are lame. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't get the appeal when I was a kid. Like I didn't play oh, any man. Zelda till Minish Cap. Which I didn't up. play much Zelda early on as a kid because I was real bad at games and only allowed to play games for like an hour a day. So I just never okay. finished anything interesting and then um, once I, I think it was around the time the Wii came out that was the first console i bought like with my own money and wow, i had a tv okay. in my bedroom so it was like okay, i can play this as much as i want and then i started finishing games nice um i got an atari in 1985 which mm. is was like tough as nails and i had nothing to do but play atari games over and over yeah, so I had like a Game story. Boy and a PS1. Well, my dad's PS1. But like I played them, but I just wasn't like finishing stuff. Yeah. I um I'm having a hard time finding this on Metacritic. Okay, classic uh, NES series. 
I guess that's close enough. But yeah, I, I also got a Game Boy, and I was just talking to friends of mine about how I didn't play Link's Awakening because I kept asking for Game Boy games for Christmas, and they were always like half a game. There was mm. like half a Contra, even Super Mario Land. I I loved it, but it was still like four worlds. It was really yeah, short. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one the see. good thing about my Game Boy is I got it for like one Christmas, and like my family bought it second hand off my auntie's boyfriend, so it just came with like sixty games. Okay, shit, yeah. And then the the next time I actually bothered to get a new game was Pokemon, and that had you know I put like nine hundred ninety nine hours into that. So I w- that was another thing I didn't didn't get Pokemon except for I just was babysitting a co-worker's kid randomly in like the early 2000s and we just watched the anime and I was like oh this is great and I just would get high and watch the anime no I was like was 10 it. when Pokemon came to the west so I was perfect target audience <laughs> yeah when I was 10 it was mostly arcade games and that's still why I do things like get addicted to roguelites because mm. I, I like the uh I'm still used to the whole thing where you die and then go back over and over um okay uh oh god i'm trying to, i'm trying to find one that's kind of funny but also not annoying okay i don't get the hype for mario game he just jump on the gumpa and the mushroom man go process no her get lose add it hurt my feeling that's a four i think that was written to deliberately be funny yeah probably the the first one i found sounded like uh fake like a fake virtue signaling thing oh yeah oh was it like oh (laughs) why does the man have to rescue the woman yeah i will say the mario movie um i was glad peach wasn't just a damsel in distress i still haven't watched it but i'm looking forward to it yeah i mean it's not like a great masterpiece of cinema but if you go into it expecting what it's going to be which is a children's film that celebrates mario it's pretty fun yeah, that celebrates our hours and hours of side side games, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty much uh, for my 20 hours of Mario Kart Double Dash or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mario Kart 8, I'm on like 250 hours. See, I've barely played it because I got that and Splatoon 2 at the same time. And mm-hmm. Splatoon 2 just like completely took... Uh, and also ARMS. And, like, oh, I, I love ARMS. ARMS is a banger. I do love arms, but when I we still got that. Yeah, we should have a game sometime. I never have anyone to play arms with. I'm uh, pretty rusty, but I'll do it. Um, Yeah, I haven't haven't made it. Who'd you have in the Splatfest? What team are you? Nice. I was Team Power. We did actually. You won. won. You fucked. like Mega won as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wonder what's up with that. Uh, I, I can tell you what's up with it very quickly. Ganondorf thirst? No, well, no, but it, it's it's Shiver first. Oh yeah, okay. That yeah, always that happens in Splatoon. They fancy one of the idols, and then she just always wins. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I do kind of stand Big Man, but I... Big Man is is a laugh. Yeah, but okay. Um... All right, hit me with your hit your first one. Okay, Mega Man X. 1993. Okay. Have you played it? I've dabbled. Well, here's the it... thing Mega Man is like 
a lot more beloved in America, I think, than it is in Europe. Do you, did you get Rockman there, or did you get Mega Man? We got Mega Man. Um, yeah, the, basically, it's got a scary warning intro, and it's got a scary outro. The 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 uh, main bad guy is Sigma, who's a powerful guy, sort of like Citizen Kane. Um, you could make a case for KG and Afune being Orson Welles because he's made a bunch of auteur shit and has had really mixed success. Um, it's a dark world that's really angular. Mega Man goes around finding information like the reporter in Citizen Kane. Mm. Um, it's sort of like a Metroidvania, but it came out five months before Super Metroid. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. So that's my case for that. Um, I know this is that's my like most underdog pick, but uh, the, the KG and Afune it's Orson Welles angle I really like because you get to like Mighty Number no. Nine and that's the drunken wine commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> it's an absolute fiasco. It's almost like the metaphor for failed Kickstarter, <laughs> even though they did, you it, play did it? get made. A little bit. Um, I got kind of bored. I'm not a huge fan of the original Mega Man stuff. I like the X and Zero games. I've played a lot more of the originals just because they were so readily available. Yeah, um, I beat two through four. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think something similar for me. And then they did like they did. Was eight the first of the the new old ones? Or was it nine? Uh, seven was on Super Nintendo. I beat that. That one's actually great, and no, eight they was were the, on the ones they brought out for like Wii and stuff. Was that nine, nine and, and ten? ten? Yeah, yeah, I played those. That was nine was hard as shit. I couldn't oh, even yeah. finish it. Like I tried to finish it and I couldn't. That's one of the only. I think that's the only one I've given up on, except for the uh, first, the very first game. But okay, this I know this is a weird pick because it's a franchise, and it's sort of a reboot. But um, it's just when I think of like dark, like uh, non-linear thing. I mean, Super Metroid would be an <laughs> Super Metroid's almost too. Like maybe I'm afraid to pick that because it's one of my favorite games of all time. But Super Metroid is probably a like an actual legit pick for this. It's also a remake, basically. Ah, uh, kinda. I mean, remake and a half i get well i guess now that we've had an actual remake of the first game it doesn't count but at the time it felt like a remake mm. whereas like part of what blew my mind about it is the beginning you just go into the original game and you're like oh man i remember like there's a mother brain's corpse it's a thing under it but anyway but so yeah that's um my first pick mega man x the controversial one yep I, I can't actually find any bad reviews apart from reviews that are just slagging off bad ports of it on like the PSP and stuff. I think there's a phone port that's unbelievably bad. I found a six out of 10 review, which is titled too frustrating to be truly enjoyable. Oh, I don't think it can be the Citizen Kane out of 10, a Citizen Kane of games. Cause they've given the story five out of 10. The wow. story is okay, but not brilliant. From what I can tell, Mega Man has to defeat Sigma. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did a re they did a full remake of this that had an anime that explains everything, and it's still very bare bones story. 
like Sigma is uh, kind of just a shitty military general or something. Mm. But the thing about Sigma that's great, it's like the sequels made him great because he just kept coming back as a ghost. Like he's okay. a ghost. He comes back, he possesses, and sometimes he comes back as like a half-formed monster because they didn't get his body ready. Uh, that that to me was like one of the best things about any of these games. Uh, Mega Man Zero leans really hard. At, have you ever played any of those? Uh, there's some on GBA. Yeah, they're yeah, all I on GBA. Those ones. Okay, yeah, yeah, I played quite a few of those. Those are my favorite because they're. Uh... I love any Game Boy Advance game with big chunky sprites and lots of running and shooting. Yeah, uh, the, and the great... two Game Boy Metroids I love. Uh, me too. Um, yeah, they're great, like action games with the whole like mechanic where you can sacrifice all these little creatures or not <laughs> and you you get a higher ranking if you don't and uh and if you play the japanese version there's blood everywhere mm, nice i mean oil it's probably oil because it's robots eh, it's blood yeah <laughs> robot blood <laughs> at least it's not all blood right. that looks like cum like in um yeah <laughs> yeah or, uh, mortal Kombat super nintendo oh, it was, like, the sweat <laughs> <laughs> all right you want to go with your next one all right so my next pick is kind of a more esoteric reason so people bang on about the citizen kane of da, 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 the citizen kane of podcasts the citizen kane of comedies right mm -hmm. what game do people do that with undertale dark souls oh yeah <laughs> this one. is the dark souls of <laughs> Mario games. This is the Dark oh, yeah. Souls of. You're right. I didn't even think about that. It's a one to one. It is used as. <laughs> it is used as a thing. Yeah, Dark Souls is used like Citizen Kane is used. So also, I think it fits a lot of our points. It is. Um, it is considered a bit of an auteur game. Like Miyazaki, his name is all over it. His fingerprints are all over it. Yet it clearly was the collaborative effort of a lot of talented people. Um, and it also is very innovative in how it tells a story in a non-linear way. Like Dark Souls has some of the best stories in games, but you got to look for it. That is true. I've only dabbled in Dark Souls one and three, but I've definitely un unrolled, unraveled a few things. And uh, mm. since I just finished Elden Ring after two hundred hours, I nice. feel like I have a pretty good grasp on how things go. Everybody dies. Dark Souls one, I've played to death. Dark Souls I'm, 1, uh, like, it contains some of the most, like, sophisticated character stories in games. There's this one character, you always meet him on your adventure, and, like, you can help him, like, help him get past all these different obstacles. And by the end of his story, the lesson he teaches you is like, oh, you're actually hurting him by helping him all the time. Because oh, he man. came here to be a tough adventurer, and you're just, like, emasculating him at every step of the way. <laughs> That's <laughs> and he, amazing. And, yeah, like, the the happy ending for his story is to let him die protecting you all right <laughs> i i definitely met one guy who said now i don't want any trouble so you should just stay away from me and i was like that's an interesting thing for an npc to tell me yeah <laughs> but i haven't gone anywhere with that i i tend to spend a lot of time in those games just killing everybody and mm. then sometimes a lot of the elden ring stuff i had to look up like i was like right. what's the deal with this one character like ronnie's quest basically it just kind of forced me into it because it just put a barrier around the thing i'm like okay i'm listening yeah, yeah i did ronnie because it 
it pretty much led me down there. I didn't do any other stories or endings. I think yeah, I killed every boss, though. I don't think I killed every boss. Like, I never... There are some repeated ones in dungeons and stuff, but... I never fought the first Crucible Knight. Huh. I just missed it somehow. I. It was a weird thing where there were a couple of times when I was like, oh, uh, I need to go back here to get this thing, and then I'm just super overleveled and just murder whatever it is. Hmm. Like, I think last time we even talked about it, I was um, anxious about finding Morgoth, and then I killed him in 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, Morgoth's not that bad. Overleveled. Also, I got that shackle. Nice. <laughs> Which I had to read about on the internet, because I missed that guy. I found anyway. the one from Moog, but I don't think I got the one from Morgoth. Okay. I didn't even know Moog had one. I only <laughs> fought, the, uh, I only fought the, the easy Moog. Oh, uh, okay. What do you call it? The Omen... Not the sort of the, the ghost type one. The one that, that you fight before that crazy thing where you fall down a pit to get the bad ending and I couldn't actually figure out how to do that. <laughs> like I kept dying and it was just like I looked up what it actually was and I was like, oh, I don't really have to do that. Yeah, I don't want to burn the world necessarily. <laughs> yeah, even though it was fun to find that guy who screamed at me about it. Uh, okay. You could definitely find some salty reviews of yeah. Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, okay. User score. I just don't usually use Metacritic, so maybe I'm just doing it wrong. I only <laughs> use Metacritic to create um, rounds for quizzes to wind other people up. That makes a lot <laughs> of sense. Actually, I have been like loosely working on a, a hopeful future game game show round, and I use Metacritic nice. for one of them. Um, I keep listening anxious that someone else will have the same idea that I had. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, God, so much. <laughs> what? This is just a positive one. What's going on? People are crazy. <laughs> okay. Um... I felt no extra sense of achievement from killing the bosses or fighting through several sets of the same enemies repeatedly to do so. All I did was steal my time. I don't like this level of pressure in a game either. It's no fun, and guess what? I play games for fun. Also, I hate the lag and the controls. Intentionally programmed in or not, it's something else I hate about the game. Not to mention lag stabbing and invading assholes messing up my escapism time. Precious time I put aside to enjoy myself. I soon learned that you could turn that off, fortunately. I play games from easy to hard mode, normally giving up on some section halfway through hard mode and trading the game in once I've <laughs> had my level ability challenged enough. Not having the ability to choose that level is another thing I hate and pure laziness on behalf of the developers. <laughs> so in closing then, fuck Dark Souls and the elitist cunts that continue to play and praise it. If you want a better time, try the overlooked Majin in the Forsaken Kingdom. Way to self-report as a beta cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he keeps saying, like, it's my time. My time is important. My time is precious. This is my sleepy fun times. I mean, it's <laughs> like, if you don't like a hard game, it's fine. But <laughs> Yeah, I am not going to say anything like that about Zelda 2, for sure. I mean, it's, it was definitely an experience, but it's also, it's also old. But uh, do you know anything about Majin in the Forsaken Kingdom? No, it's, uh, the only Majin I know is Majin Boo from Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't look that fun. Um, it looks like just an average 
Bandai Namco PS3 game. Weird. Uh. Uh. All right, hit me up anyway, with your next one. I I like Dark Souls as as a uh, suggestion. Um, mm. My next one is Super Mario 64. Okay. Oh, we almost had an overlap then. Okay. Because <laughs> I had Mario oh, yeah. Brothers. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's the next thing. Basically, I'm like Bowser's Citizen Kane, or maybe Peach's Citizen Kane. Um, <laughs> I don't think Miyamoto could be Orson Welles. But basically, <gasps> Alakitu is operating the camera. That's sort of the journalism angle. Um, mm-hmm. The architecture is weird. It's dark. It's ahead You've of its time. Much more literal in your. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's OCD, I think. Um, uh, ahead of its time, but also kind of dated. Um, I should mention I played all these today for a little bit at least. Oh, nice. Um, I got the PC port of this, which is weird mm-hmm. to install. Um, I would PC say, port. Um, it is a port that was made by people reverse engineering that came for probably 10 years right <laughs> it's like decompiled illegally and ported to pc apparently you ported to anything now like people ported it to dreamcast um i think honestly the same arguments would apply to ocarina of time metroid prime but i since this came first that i that's why i went with this oh, yeah i think being the innovator is part of you know, being the Citizen Kane of blank, right? Yeah, and I think all of these, it's kind of a situation where you had to be there. Like, but one uh, thing about Mario 64 is that um, it like it, came, it was like the first 3D platformer. I mean, there's a couple of technically jumping jacked it, whatever. It's the first yeah. good one. But it like, it yeah, nailed it out of the park to the point that it basically wasn't bettered until like Mario Galaxy 15 years later or whatever yeah and and it was one of the few times in video games it gave me the same feeling of playing mario super mario Brothers as a kid where i remember playing a demo of it like we had an import game store that got it early and mm. it played some level where it was one of the levels where you kind of jump into a telescope thing that shoots you across of a, a right level right right can, like look way across the level and it's just like oh my god um I guess the underdog status is that the Nintendo 64 was the worst selling console of its generation. That's true. Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time, they have this huge reputation now. But at the time, it did like mega underperform compared to the PlayStation. And I think they really... I'm pretty sure it outsold the Saturn. It might have. I I think it did by quite a margin, mate. Maybe I'm just thinking of number of games. Mm. Uh, yeah, N64 no. does have that Citizen Kane thing of it was big at the time. It was small at the time, but all of those games have a huge shadow of the industry now. It looks like the Saturn edged it out by like 0.2 million. But really? That's, that is surprising. Saturn was huge in Japan, and I don't, obviously, I was not right. there for that. Because no one talks about the Saturn now. I do, I think I met one person with a Saturn. Ever. I remember seeing one in a shop and thinking it was cool, but that's just because I liked watching my nan play Sonic, and it had some. I don't even think it had like a real Sonic on it, but it had like Sonic R or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you could play a nicer version of Sonic CD on it. I, um, 
And they had really good commercials in Japan. I mean, mm. there's a there's a game convention that happens every year. There's always a Saturn Bomberman uh, tournament because apparently the Saturn version of Bomberman is the best one, and you can play with eight people. Mm. Um, I played it. It was Bomberman. But uh, anyway, so yeah, I Mario sixty four is <laughs> that's my second pick. Um, I was thinking okay, so, uh, I've got some reviews. Uh, okay. This game has a lot of people reviewed it, so of course. Oh, okay, okay. Here's one that I think might be genuine. Zero out of ten. Wow. Sorry to say, but I loved Mario on NES and SNES. But this was an insult to the Mario series. Collecting stars? No thanks. I much rather the platforming get to the end of the level style. All right. And that is an argument I've heard people make that it's not actually a good adaptation of Mario into 3D. Well, a lot of people prefer Mario 3D Land and 3D World, which I can absolutely understand. And also, I really think that these Nintendo like total boundary breaking ones, like you kind of have to be there because I still feel like way, I feel like I have way more fun playing Mario 64 than Ocarina of Time or Metroid Prime, which I played like years later um i played all of them after the fact really and i'd prefer mario 64 is fun in a way those other two aren't right because just controlling mario is fun but also mario 64 is really fun for like the first half Mm -hmm. and as the difficulty goes up it actually gets kind of frustrating i've never like really really dove into the more difficult stuff because you can just like rush through it i think i've always played it like that oh i the ds version i um 100 percented i uh i remember getting that and i didn't have the thumb pad for it so i just was like oh god i don't want to play this with stylus like i was hoping they would just put out a version that used this circle pad on 3ds and i don't think i've, they I've been meaning to put the ds one into a 3ds and see how it plays because you could play it with a d-pad yeah and that yeah, will presumably trans that yeah but that would translate to the circle pad if you put it into a 3ds so i'm curious hmm. how that plays Interesting. I mean, I don't need to anymore. I've got it on my Switch, so like that's yeah redundant, but still curiosity, yeah. right? I'll get the uh, Nintendo sixty four Mini if they ever put that out. Oh they hell won't. yeah! They're not going to do that. Well, I've got the um, I've got the N sixty four controller for my Switch. Oh nice! Those are hard to get, right? Yeah, my uh, my buddy got it to me for Christmas. Nice. Yeah, like that Hall Effect stick. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it's um I think a lot of that is that you have to target in Ocarina of Time Metroid Prime and you don't have to target anything in uh, Mario. That's like, that true. makes it a little easier. But I also like really prefer Mario Galaxy. Oh, Mario Galaxy yeah. is depending which day of the week you ask me, I could tell you that's my favorite game of all time. Yeah, this that's my favorite Mario. It was part of just the place I was in my life when I played it, but mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't put that as Citizen Kane of Games because it's basically an iter- iterative thing. Mm, I'm yeah, trying to it's, do mold breaking. It's, yeah, what's a film that's just like, it didn't innovate, it's just considered basically perfect? Um, Lord of the Ring. now Lord of the Rings did, did innovate, really. Um, mm, effects-wise. Matrix, maybe? Well, okay, Matrix yeah. Matrix changed a lot of stuff, but... Mm. 
Kind of. Shawshank Mario Galaxy yeah. is the Shawshank Redemption of games. All right, yeah, for sure. But that's a take we can at least agree on, even if we don't agree on the Citizen Kane. That'll just be the thesis of the show. It's like, uh, we've decided that Mario Galaxy is the Shawshank Redemption. Then we'll we'll find something that's the Schindler's List of video games, and that's probably Pikmin, right? <laughs> yep. All right, you want to go with your? Yeah. Okay, my right. third and final one. Maybe it's more of your angle. This game is it's a character study primarily. Um, it's made by an auteur director. It was a little underrated at release, but it's it's blown up since and it's now a big franchise um it's bayonetta all right we have no overlap mm. uh, bayonetta again definitely one of my favorite games of all time just the whole game is built around how incredible it is to control bayonetta like she's so cool as a character the combat is amazing like it's all this sort of it's like this weird burlesque of you can't quite touch me, this kind of thing. It's it's sec it's very sexy in a way that like your mileage may vary on this. I don't feel any desire for Bayonetta, but I feel like I want to be Bayonetta. That's uh, a lot how I felt about the game Control. Mm. Jesse, but like Spade. she's. She's so over the top in her sexuality. Yeah, that's way different. And like her le her legs are longer than like my whole body and stuff. You can't be attracted to this exaggerated version of what a woman is. But like, damn, she's cool. <laughs> yeah, she's like the anti-mame of... I, unfortunately, I haven't really played any Bayonetta because that's one of those things where I bought it and it's just been on my backlog for no particular reason. Man, you should... It, it's, also, it's like a eight nine hour game you could smash through it i've played almost all of astral chain which oh, is astral a much... uh, also a banger but it's, yeah, it's much it's more a much more complicated game <laughs> much more complicated much less pure bayonetta is just great action start to finish yeah I, um... the the first one especially which is the one that i'm putting in for contention a really pure basically perfect video game the sequels they have good points, but I th I think they just get worse. I think Bayonetta 2 looks beautiful when it is letting you just do Bayonetta stuff. It's great. But then it has way too many sections of like, and now you're riding this and now you're doing that. And then Bayonetta 3 just goes way too hard in that direction. It has this monster summoning thing, which is really cool, but it means all of the maps are like way too zoomed out to actually just enjoy doing Bayonetta stuff. Oh, man. Plus the enemies. So the first game, you're basically fighting heaven the whole time. The second game, you fight heaven and hell. And then the third one is trying to be like, oh, and now we have an enemy that represents the human realm. And they're like these abominations made of like human bodies merged together, which could have been really cool. But they chicken out of making it gory. And instead, it's just like this blue blobs. Hmm. So it's kind of lame. Yeah. Yeah, I, damn! I wish I, I should have asked you what your games were because I could have actually played. Yeah, I was, I week. was like wondering: should we ask each other, or should it? Would it be more fun to surprise each other? It, it is fun. I just, um, it's one of those where, damn, it just would have been so easy for me to play it. I just sort of um, 
brainlessly assumed that both of us would have just played everything that would have been considered Citizen Kane of games. But you hadn't watched Citizen Kane until last week. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> but, you know, I played some Devil May Cry and some this and that, uh, Vanquish, this and that type of stuff in that vein. Um, but Yeah, yeah, it, you've I, played a lot of stuff adjacent to it then. I, I pretty much get what the deal is. Hmm. It's just it's just like a perfect distillation of that. I could definitely go for a perfect distillation of smash hack and slash everything. Well, yeah, it's all the um you know the witch time, right? A lot of games have ripped it off since. Witch if you time do- you is... dodge you dodge at the last second, you get like an mm. opening of slow mo to get your combos in. Oh, okay. So that's what I'm I was trying... talking about with like the it ties into Bayonetta being this like sexy burlesque character because the point is you let the enemy get as close as possible, but not touch you. Ah, yeah. No touchies. <laughs> yeah. And she'll even, sometimes she'll even, she'll say like a little sexy line, like, Oh, you can look, but you can't touch as you dodge and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I also, um, she's a witch who all of her power is based on using her hair. Her hair is also her outfit. So the more powerful the magic she does, the less clothes she is wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I know the uh, doesn't the third game have like a, a mode with no nudity in it where she just is yeah, yeah, wearing, yeah. wearing like a... something silly like like food items or something instead. Possibly, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do you think I clicked that mode, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> I lo- I love the uh, I just love the um, sense of humor and in- involved in all that. Oh yeah, yeah, it's got a, a lot of humor. And the auteur guy is like, he keeps going on Twitter and just telling people that like they're idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's infamous <laughs> for blocking everyone. I'm blocked by him for a very funny <laughs> okay. reason. My friend Katie drew some pretty cool Okami fan art, so I tagged Okami in, Mikami in it. Well, not Mikami, Kamiya in it, and was like, "Oh, check this out!" And then he blocked me and started hitting on her. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 oh yeah that's uh at least that's not as bad as the original voice whatever she was doing oh was she like that that whole thing was just she's like mess. anti-vax stuff and then was trying to uh but also like yeah just lie about the contract lie, or lying like about that. contracts to try and get a little sympathy yeah it's uh, that's not helping obviously she's not setting out to help anybody but she's not helping nope. anybody doing that um okay there are a lot fair amount of moderately bad reviews here not a lot of zeros Mm. Uh, i mean if you went on the ps3 version you'd get some bad reviews because it didn't run very well i'm on the pc version for some reason uh well that's later as well so that would mostly be like probably a lot of fans who are already into it Okay, I've got Switch game, PC game, Wii U. Oh, no, no. 360 was the original. You'll probably get. Metacritic is terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hate it on principle. I think the concept of like an average review score is useless and meaningless. Yeah, I'm I've seen a bunch in, like, of. An opinion of a human. I'm not interested yeah. in the, the aggregate opinion of like the mob. Well, I always thought people were clicking the wrong numbers, but you pointed out that they're probably just trying to influence the average score, and that makes yeah, them yeah, hate everybody. You'll you'll, because... you'll 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 read a review that's like, I think this game is a six, but I've given it a zero because the score's too high. It's like, no, the point is, it's an average of everyone's score, so you just give it what you really think. 
you are not the arbiter of what the opinion should be. Uh, yeah, that's, that's but you know, that's everybody is everybody. And now is, Matt's uh, roped me into a bloody podcast based on IGN <laughs> user reviews. Well, it's fun to, it's easy to find fun, bad reviews of films, but it's a little harder yeah. with games because it seems like people are at least trying to make points, which makes it not as fun. Everyone, uh, everyone thinks they're, yeah, they're IGN when they write their little Metacritic reviews. Yeah. Okay, Bayonetta quite... is. Sorry, <laughs> Bayonetta oh. is the game that made me open up a Metacritic account. Gamers <laughs> should know what a piece of trash this game is. And never mind the PS3 issues. Bayonetta's plot is so incredibly stupid and vague that it is offensive. The main character is a slur, which is okay oh. if you're into that sort of stuff. Uh, slur word for a uh, transgender person. Uh, oh. She's also unidimensional. Hall. I didn't see that when I started reading. Um, she is un unidimensional, hollow, and her motives are never clear. Laura Croft, she is not. Half the game is composed of non-animated cutscenes. The other half is pop some power-ups, dodge enemies, and mash, mash, mash those buttons. <laughs> Rinse and repeat. And don't get me started on the J-pop version of Fly Me to the Moon that plays on every battle. Again, it's offensive. Oh, man, First that's game... the favorite bit of the game. <laughs> No, I, I, I was laughing at the pops and power-ups because I've never used a single power-up in this game because I'm good at games. <laughs> yeah. It was like, that was the problem I had with Astral Chain is I didn't use any power-ups until the end, and then I, I realized very few. Every one of these games, I'm like stubbornly refusing to use all of the tools it's giving me to make the game easier and more fun because it gives you those damn scores at the end. Dude, I didn't... I'm like, uh, no, I have to play it perfectly. Mm. I, but, yeah. I didn't know. So I know, know it's my own brain problem. I, I'm pretty similar to that. Like, I didn't know what warming stones were in Elden Ring until the last fight because I started to actually. I was like, well, I don't have to keep. It's like you put it down, and if you stand in the area, that'll heal you. Oh, those sound useful. Or your, uh, your follower. But if you use the mimic tier and you equip the warming stones, then the mimic tier will put down a warming stone. You don't have to use anything. Nice. I learned that at the last fight, also. Um, Anyway, first game in this console generation that I've quit halfway through. Life is too short to waste on a bad game. As an all-time Sega fan since the beginning, I urge them to seriously consider a change of profession. Everything <laughs> they throw out nowadays is trash. Maybe they should start putting out playing cards. I mean, they they basically did have a change of profession. I think Sega made most of its money <laughs> from um, like toys and UFO catches for a while there. I think almost every major game company like wasn't wasn't namco like just didn't they just make office equipment or something <laughs> there's one of those i know um konami basically went back to just we just make pachinko machines now <sighs> yeah apparently they're trying to turn it around but we'll see yeah uh, there was that know. big silent hill announcement where they're making like five different games we'll see i'm don't feel super great when someone's like we're gonna make five games now of the same thing but we'll, we'll see i think they're um they at least they own the properties like i'm still <laughs> would love like a fancy castlevania 2d but we'll see did you play bloodstained yes i 100 percented bloodstained i loved it nice two-handed sword all the way i'm a, i actually want to start it over soon but what did you play all the way through that i don't i not all the way through but i did have a, i had a dabble I what kind of going back. Um, 
Maybe it was a two-handed sword. It was no, it was a bit faster. Was there, was there some kind of katana or rapier? Yeah, there's smaller swords. There's punch. You can just punch everything. I don't know. I wasn't going for that. It's <laughs> pretty cool. I I didn't do a lot of punching, but it's like it was cool that you can. I remember a few years back there was a story on like going around the Reddit or whatever of some guy. He's like his coworker got into Bloodborne mm-hmm. and was like slowly reporting back that he'd beaten this boss and that boss, and it was taking him a long time. And then eventually he realized that the guy didn't realize there were weapons you could pick up and had just been <laughs> punching every enemy to death. That was uh, one of the first things that got me playing Dark Souls in the first place was the one video of the guy that just punched the asylum demon to death at the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you uh, get like a special weapon if you do that. Yeah, that was I saw that and I was like, oh my god. And then I tried when I actually figured out how you kill the asylum demon where you just sort of jump off the thing. It was like, what the Well, also, you, you just come back with an actual weapon as well. <laughs> yeah. But it's like once I started realizing like how much crazy stuff I gotta I gotta play that soon. I'm... Yeah, I mean, if if anything comes out of this podcast, it's that you should play Dark Souls and Bayonetta. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I guess Since I should I go back them. and play some of the Super Nintendo <laughs> Me- Mega Man's. Yeah, um, X one and two are pretty good. Uh, three is, is, not an, so much. There's an X collection on Switch, right? Yeah, I think there's a little bit of input delay there, but. Um, mm. I could, I haven't tried it. Um, I have, uh, emulators. I see. Out the ass. I mean, I could emulate. I just, if it, if there's an available option, it's usually the, easier, right? So the zero games are a uh, native port, so they play mm. perfectly and you get some of the, uh, like CD music. Nice. Some of it. So, like every once in a while, you'll you'll go to a stage and suddenly the music will be incredible, and you're just like, "Whoa, what the hell?" Um, played through all six of those games again. All um, right, what's your third option? Third option, Portal. Okay, Gla- this one's a bit Glados. Different. Yeah, Glados is Citizen Kane. Yeah. Um, there's no Orson Welles in the story. <laughs> But it is like an sort of an unreliable narrator, an opaque story. Mm. Um maybe not non-linear, but you are kind of at least a little bit left in the dark for most of it, especially at the end. Uh yeah, I like Valve games are kind of the opposite of an auteur game. Where it's like this weird office with no structure and games just come out of it every few years and nobody knows what goes on in there. <laughs> It's like you're going to find out it was the office from Severance at the end of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that that was, um, I think that's sort of my most mainstream but also least mainstream pick because it is kind of, a, I, I feel like I just sort of had to throw it in there because it's such a singular game, mm. even if Portal 2 was just more of the same thing. But Have I ever told you how I played Portal? No. I played the entire game on a laptop laptop with a trackpad. Wow. That's how I played Half-Life, actually. Mm-hmm. So there's there's levels where you have to like shoot, run up high and then down low really fast. So I'm there like <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I don't think I finished Half-Life, probably because of that. Because <laughs> I was just like I remember sitting on the couch watching the mummy with Brendan Fraser while I'm like trying to play Half-Life. And uh Yeah, but it's similar. Uh, 
was sort of like the most obvious and least obvious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, I guess it did innovate in storytelling and stuff. But you could also make the argument that that's so postmodern that it doesn't count as a Citizen Kane. Well, yeah. I mean, if we're talking in terms of like innovating and other games copying it, a few things have tried to copy Portal, but they're very obvious Portal ripoffs. I don't know how that's much it's influenced like the wider like gaming landscape or whatever. Yeah, if anything, very few games. I'd say Titanfall 2 is the only like direct comparison, aside from Splitgate, uh, which obviously is just a Portal yeah. game. Well, yeah, there, there's other... like I can't remember any of their names right now, but there's games which are basically Portal games. The this project and the that thingy. Every <laughs> VR game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you couldn't play Portal in VR because you would throw up immediately. Mm-hmm. Um but I I wanted my original idea was to say control, but I was like control is just way too late. Like that's mm. just way too um evolved since that's basically a David Lynch movie. But I mean that has ev- that has pretty much everything as unreliable narrator, like scary, overwhelming presence, dark, mystery solving, and uh, also I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but yeah, but it's just it's just way too. You showed control to somebody from 1939, they would like their head would explode. Hmm. All right, I've got a bunch of portal reviews for you. All right. Overhyped frustration fest that everyone but me considered be <laughs> considered to be the best part of the orange box. Annoying puzzles, <laughs> annoying voice acting, and annoying memes that took forever to die. <laughs> portal is boring to me. It's not funny. The puzzles are mostly about sitting around and waiting for the game to catch up to you, and absolutely nothing is satisfying to do. I probably won't ever understand the universal acclaim surrounding this story. This title, short, boring, no stories, stupid, not fun, enough said. (laughs) Wow, I had no idea. I should have guessed. I gave this game a zero. Prior to not enough info on Purchase Box that this is a puzzle that I paid $20 and beat in a couple of hours, I could have received a lot better game for the same price. (laughs) I'll say this much of the three games that I played over the last couple of days. Uh, Portal is the one that I did not want to stop playing, mm. but that's also, it's pretty easy. Cause that is a 10 years later than Mario 64 and 13 years later than Mega Man X. Right. <laughs> but... All right. Before we try and make a decision, have you got a couple honorable mentions you want to get through about there? Um, probably too many. Oregon Trail, nineteen eighty-five. Hmm. Um, did are you familiar with Oregon Trail? I've never played it, but I'm obviously I'm familiar about it just from memes and conversation. Yeah, it was one of those things where before it was common to have any type of gameplay in games at all. That sort of did a lot of different things, and you could die in it. Your party could die. You could shoot animals for meat. Um, it had just a dark foreboding sense of things i put legend of zelda right i think that yeah that makes sense uh earthbound which i have not played much of okay 
And well, like that's... friend of the show, Jay, will be happy that got a mention. He loves the mother games. I mean, I want. I originally put Undertale, but I was like, no, or I can't put Undertale without putting Earthbound there. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, I mean, we uh, could have we could have made Undertale our our answer just to wind people up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, horny. Yeah, just put a bunch of horny fan art on the Twitter and say it's Undertale. Um, <laughs> I love Undertale. Uh, anyway, Street Fighter Two, mm. and Street Fighter Three. Man, everyone forgets Street Fighter Three exists. I when it came out, I loved it, and then it was completely overshadowed by Street Fighter Alpha, yeah, which I also that's... loved. But I uh, forget there is a Street Fighter Three in my head. It's like Street Fighter Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter Four. Well, it's like the thing, the magical thing to me about Street Fighter Two is a bunch of these drunk Japanese developers were all sleeping in their office, and they're like kept just coming to like the team was like okay i invented this guy and he's like a stretchy guy or he's a green guy who's electric all these developers came up with their own crazy fucking characters and put it all in a pot and that's why street fighter 2 is amazing and then street fighter 3 threw most of them out and brought new people and everybody was like no i don't want new people right we've basically been living in yeah it's basically the world warriors plus a couple of cameos every game since but that's everything though like mortal kombat 3 introduced a bunch of new characters that most people didn't like it was sort of a thing where we we got i don't i want to say it's necessarily a bad thing like you can you can iterate and just have tekken over and over with the characters looking different and that's totally fine mm. i love that stuff guinness world but... record for longest running story in a game. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that that story, that lore is like, why isn't there a great Tekken movie? That's just the <laughs> most insane. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, it's kind of a shame that like the to me the the special thing about Street Fighter Two is that if you play Street Fighter One, it's obvious they came in just with a bunch of crazy shit and it had all this personality, and it looks like Street mm. Fighter Six probably will too. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Um, Metal Slug. That. Metal. Okay. Like it's a weird charismatic thing. Katamari Damacy, kind of the same thing. Uh, Halo. <laughs> Halo kind of makes sense, especially as like a lot of what it did had been done elsewhere, but it put it in a package that worked, which you could yeah. argue is more of what Citizen Kane did. That's true. And it was a story that I, I don't feel like I'd experienced anything like it, even. Well, also, OG Xbox was kind of a. Uh kind of an underdog it wasn't really xbox 360 that it actually got successful i mean if halo hadn't have been what it was there probably would be no xbox 360 yeah which is true funny because now they can't make halos anymore somehow mm-hmm. uh without huge problems uh cave story it's you know you played that for um i don't know but i'm vaguely familiar with it yeah it's a one guy made it and it's mm. it's weird and innovative and interesting and really came out before a lot of indie stuff uh psychonauts mm. control and vampire survivors <laughs> okay like, <laughs> that's my uh maybe that's my uh comedy pick but still vampire survivors citizen kane of video games <laughs> okay my honorable mentions doom oh yeah original doom um metal gear solid yeah for sure i thought you were gonna say metal gear solid Metal Gear Solid was close to being on my actual list, but the I wanted to do like the three different versions of what Citizen Kane might be. 
and it doesn't like it didn't neatly fit into that it's it's again that's almost like too modern it's like too forward it's it's it changed oh, yeah. too much almost. also it's not a lot of games actually have the balls to try and do what kojima does i think that's like the metropolis of video games yeah okay i'll give you that Okay, so which of my three do you think is the best contender? I think Dark Souls. I was convincing myself more and more as I talked about Dark Souls. Yeah. Like, origi- I... Originally, I just was thinking the, um, like, because people say the Dark Souls of, but then also a lot of other stuff actually does match up too. Like, I'm, uh, I've been so obsessed with Elden Ring for the last three months that I... Mm basically backed away from nominating any souls games and i i could not say elden ring because that's like the lord of the rings of games yes like it's not (laughs) it doesn't fit but Mm -hmm. um yeah okay which of my three do you think i think mario 64 yeah all right well between those two which one do we think I mean, I kind of <laughs> actually lean towards Dark Souls because the thing is, I couldn't put Dark Souls on my list because I haven't played enough of it. Mm. But also uh, the the Elden Ring thing. But I've played both of these games to death. They're both really obvious picks for us to settle on. That's but true. I guess for for something to be the Sitting and Kane, it should be an obvious pick, right? It kind of has to be because uh, yes, yeah, Citizen Kane is like the uh, obvious pick of great film. All right, because... yeah. Fuck it. Dark Souls is the same right. game of games. We've officially decided. Nice. My friend <laughs> who I was on the phone with before this podcast will be furious. He hates Souls games. <laughs> Good. Exciting. I've told him that he could. I told him he should play Elden Ring and do a mage build, but you know he's he's not going to do it. It's fine. Everyone <laughs> hates like... Dark Souls until they like Dark Souls. <laughs> I I personally. It was just this thing where I dicked around with it for years before I got serious with Elden Ring. It's the same thing mm. with Grand Theft Auto. Like, I actually... I don't know if other people had the same experience, but I played hours of Grand Theft Auto and didn't do a single mission in Grand Theft Auto until Vice City had been out for a year. Same. So I've like, never completed the story of a Grand Theft Auto, but I've pissed well, around on them loads. Don't start now, because they have aged terribly. Mm. In my opinion. <laughs> It's yeah, not that I'm, they're. Not maybe they're I'll pick up five just, at some point. It's not they're problematic. They're just kind of dumb and one note. And everyone, every character has to be kind of sleazy, but they can't betray you for the most part because <laughs> that would mess up the story. So it's just an endless stream of guys like, hey, buddy, I got a business opportunity for you. And uh, anyway. You'll just wait for six. But f- it's fun to play through five. Just don't expect the story to be like good. <laughs> um, Trevor's fun. Yeah. He's basically he's basically Rick from Rick and Morty. They just took. But well, he basically and... he represents the player, right? Um, maybe I think he represents the person who thought that uh, Grand Theft Auto Four's story was too serious and boring, <laughs> which was me. So well, the argument I I haven't played enough of them to actually I'm regurgitating other people's opinions was that Grand Theft Auto Four works because by making the world boring and serious, when you piss around in it, it's funnier. Uh, yes and no, but 
<laughs> it's like my cousin keeps calling me wanting to bowl and I would go to pick my cousin up at the hospital and then run over him with my car over and over again. And then he'd go back to the hospital, but it didn't really, it wasn't really <laughs> fun or interesting. It was just like, I just killed a guy who sucked over and over. <laughs> and then at the end of the game, you have an option where you could save him or save somebody else. And if, if your cousin dies, then you're just like, no, even though he has like, no, he's like a one dimensional character who just does nothing but annoy you the whole time. So, I uh, yeah, I don't think that was uh, the physics were good mm. for whatever that's worth. But I think, um, ah, God, I need to play Cyberpunk. That might be more, yeah, that might know. be a better. Yeah. I, I mean, I paid $12 for it. Nice. Can't just let my $12 go to waste. Or, or can I? I mean, yeah. Do whatever you I want. Paid five dollars for bayonetta and i'm definitely going to play that yeah play that before you play cyberpunk for sure yeah i've thought about it the more you talked about it and i'm like the reason i haven't played i was waiting to get bayonetta one and two on switch and it has mm. never gone on sale mm. never <laughs> but uh what one is a banger all by itself yeah i i can just play that i i thought to myself well it'd be nice to play them all on the same system and that <laughs> just uh crippled everything I, I, I know I, the amount of things where it's like I could just play this one thing, but in my head it's like no, I have to play the whole series, and then I just never get around to doing it. Yeah, well, I, uh, Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, mm, Final Fantasy is oh really God. ridiculous because they're not even related. But I'm still like, nope, <laughs> I have to start from one. Yeah, I have a weird relationship with that where I was trying to play through seven before playing seven remake and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. didn't get very far. I I like seven, but it's like kind of rough to play it now yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> just gonna play the remake 1990s jrpg so. yeah and it's, and it's like back I have, when back when putting like 300 hours on the back of the box was a selling point i specifically remember the first uh time, first final fantasy i played was six and that was on an emulator and i remember getting bored towards the end of the game and just putting in a hack that gave me unlimited health and just speeding it up to like 20 times <laughs> the normal speed and just running through the end of the game um so yeah uh chrono trigger though i i played that like a nice. like a normal person <laughs> that was a great game all right but, mark where can people find us they can find us at films and filth on facebook and twitter do we have a specific I don't, matt said he's gonna make one i don't know if he has yet <laughs> well you can directly message matt and ask him Hey, buddy. Matthew Cummages on Matthew Cummages on Facebook. <laughs> He's probably the only one. Ask him, hey, buddy, what's the deal? No other context. Um, you can find us at Podcastio Podcastius on Patreon. Oh, I just seven... tried searching films and filth on Twitter, and I just, just got some porn. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Here's a guy in a gimp mask being trodden on his <laughs> We've made a terrible mistake, listeners, but uh, <laughs> you can, you know, follow us somewhere and help us beat down the algorithm that is showing people get masks, uh, make the world more filthy in a different way. Um, you can find all of our other fine podcasts, uh, Time Enough Podcast, Game Game Show, Hyrule Field Report, Luke Loves Pokemon, uh, Occult Disney, 
Think is your crystal awesome. unfinished now? It pretty much, but you can still listen to it in prison in yeah. prison prison in prison cast. Pretty short. Uh, does Matt rope you into doing Space 1999 with him, or is that someone else? Yeah, that's coming. It's going to come. <laughs> that's that's coming in September. Spoiler. I guess it's not a spoiler if you just say the date. But yes, coming in September, podcast 1999. I'm going to isolate the audio of you going, it's coming. That's coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's coming. <laughs> it's our podcast about the Sega Dreamcast, podcast 1999. Nice. I'm not going to stop making Dreamcast jokes. <laughs> You're going to get so many Dreamcast jokes with that. But anyway, um, thank you for joining us and play Dark Souls, the Sis kind of uh, video games, uh, Mario 64, the Shawshank Redemption video games. And <laughs> no, Mario Galaxy is the Shawshank video game. Oh, shit. Mario Galaxy, the Shawshank and Redemption. Pikmin, that's the um, shitless list. Pikmin is the shitless game. list of video games. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to go shindle our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.